Hello, and welcome to Enlightened Empaths, your community for the spiritually awakened. We're very, very excited to share another bonus episode with you today. And we want to introduce you to our dear friend, Meg Gantz. And Meg is an amazing woman. Her story is incredible. And she met Ned, the love of her life, after a full and busy life as a failed rocket. She was too short by a half an inch. And then she entered into all areas of science, another strength and love as a research assistant in virology and microbiology at Brandeis University in her hometown of Waltham, Mass. Then a great job as a med tech in infectious diseases at a Worcester Mass Hospital. Then a fascinating time working with Ned, helping to run his funeral business until they retired. Meg began writing songs about her life during this time, but nothing like what was to come after he chose to open the upward door. Meg has channeled these gorgeous songs from her husband in spirit. And one of the reasons we wanted to share Meg's story with you is because it does truly, truly exemplify that love doesn't die. We do have a connection with those who have been with us here and continue to be with us in spirit. And welcome, Meg. We're so, so excited you're on here with us today. Thank you for asking. Thank you. I'm, I'm being flooded by bubbles. I don't know if anybody has ever experienced the communication uh, from spirit with bubbles, but <laughs> for some reason, Ned, Ned loves to do that when he's excited about something. And, and sometimes I have to look to see if my feet are still on the ground. And you had actually conveyed something to our daughter about when they were young, he, when she was young, they used to like to watch Lawrence Welk. And I'm wondering if the champagne bubbles had anything to do with with this kind of manifestation, who knows? No way to know, but well, anyways. And, and see, I think that's a great thing that you get a physical reaction when you know mm -hmm. your net is around, don't you? I do, I do. It's kind of exciting and they're big bubbles. They're probably like a, an inch around, I mean, inch in diameter. Could you share with us how the song started? Uh, I was uh, playing my own little version of Bach's Air on the G string. I had taken lessons from a former concert pianist, a Carnegie Hall co uh, concert rehearsal pianist. And um, I like to do my own arrangements of classical and Baroque. And, and she hated that because she said, you should read the, the notes, but I was either too lazy or just too inventive. So I was, re I was doing the Air on the G string, which was one of my favorite pieces of music. And, and when I stopped, all of a sudden, my fingers didn't want to stop. And I hear, um, I hear this voice that, in my head the net in my head, I call it. And it was giving me this amazing explanation of, well, I wouldn't change a thing or relive any day. We had a song to sing, we had so much to say. I went, oh. I really got a pen, pen and paper and I kept going. And within, it was in less than three minutes, uh, words and music complete. And if I didn't have it transcribed, I would have lost it. That's because it, it was coming from a place that as you said, I hope you don't think you wrote all these songs yourself. I, I don't. <laughs> I love that. Keep me humble, Denise. Keep me humble. <laughs> you know what it is? It's spiritual songwriters, and I can almost see them, like the, the Tin Pan Alley ones who are gone already, like maybe a half dozen going, I have something I want to put. I want to put this in the musical birth canal. I, I call that the musical birth canal because it has a definite vibration. And so uh, this channel type of writing, did it start after your husband passed? 
Yeah, it did. It started uh, after everyone had gone home and um, about three in the morning, that seems to be the witching hour. I would sit at the piano and cry and play and just do just noodle around. And then suddenly things would come through like uh, the who am I song? I mean, who am I? You know, tell me. I mean, still answering that one. I'll probably be answering that all my life. But um, they just kept coming. And there are some that I haven't even recorded because it's just a little too painful. Uh, yeah, words and music, all complete. And I think the words drive the music, I'm pretty sure. Fascinating stuff. I just, I got rewired, uh, Samantha. That's what it feels like. Because I was not too bad with um, being able to record things. I had a little home studio and my husband wanted me to do songs of our hometown. And I fought him, oh, it was like three, three years before he died. I, I said, I don't want to do this. He said, I want you to do it. And so I have this wonderful record of songs of Al's head. And um, uh, anyways, I, I did this all in my home studio. And once I, he died, I seemed to not even know how to turn on the damn thing. <laughs> it was very strange. And I feel as though I've been rewired in a different way. Strange, but that's the way it happens. Beautiful. But what mm -hmm. else is really cool is how the songs are sequenced through the process of grief. That yeah. every song leads to the next. And I listened to the CD that you sent me, the songs. And at one point I could feel where it started to shift from raw pain to yeah. truly embracing, okay, this is my reality now. Where do I go from here? It gave me willies from head to toe, Meg, because all really? I just felt this wave of, um, unless you've been there and you've been with someone and loved them so deeply, you cannot understand what that loss feels like. And yeah. you, you put that to lyrics and music in a way that I immediately thought of, I flashed to how my mother felt after my father died unexpectedly. And she was trying to find the words and she was trying to articulate it. And you put that into a song that so many people will, will relate to. It was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. That's wonderful. My producer had a moment too when his mother was visiting and um, there's a song I did, Lucky Girl. She lost her husband, not through carelessness. I love to say that and make people laugh. Uh, <laughs> about a year and a half before. And he said, to watch my mother cry and get it and to hear you know you sing this so honestly and your pain was there but also your joy was there he said it was just amazing so glad i'm with the project so yeah after working in a funeral home for as many years <laughs> as you and ned did did you feel prepared for grief if there's such a thing mm. Yes and no. Um, I saw what it looked like um, day to day, but no, not until I, it really hit me, hit me hard. But I, I'd hear these conversations uh, between women saying, well, I lost my husband, but I got over it. And the other one would say, well, I'll never get over it. Oh, you'll get over it. I'm sure you'll get over it. Back and forth, back and forth. And it was, it was kind of amusing, but it wasn't funny when it happened to me. We had some moments just before calling hours, we called them, when you could almost feel the spirit hovering around. And, and when there was an angry spirit, oh my goodness, we could feel that too. It was kind of spooky. But um, what did it feel like, the different the energies? Anger, oh, um, some of it felt very peaceful and very loving. And we just, um, we'd pray, you know, and say, we're taking the best care of you that we know how. Uh, you go to the light, just keep that light and, and, you know, we'll comfort the people the best we can. But with the, with the angry ones, we just kind of, 
pray as big as we could. <laughs> um, but it was it was wonderful working with him. He said he said afterwards the net in my head like like a streamer on a TV screen would say, "You made it so much nicer being." It was, you know, in a creepy business, it can be creepy. You made it so much nicer. You made me happy that you were with me doing that. And it, it was amusing too. A lot of the times it was very amusing. I can't tell you some of the stuff that went on, but um, it, it was a very fulfilling life. I'm glad I was there. And people, you know, would say, ooh, funeral director's wife. I'm thinking, oh, they're profiling me. Yep. She looks so normal, but apparently she isn't. <laughs> <laughs> We don't but want to I, be normal anyway, do we? Oh, normal is overrated. Yeah. yeah. I think it's interesting, too, that not only did you sense that you were the person that made sure someone was presented in their best light. You, you oh. did their hair, their makeup. You were in like physical contact and as sensitive as you are and as empathic as you are. Mm -hmm. That must have been really difficult at times. I talked to them. Um, we, we both would talk to them. <laughs> Sound a little crazy, but we would. I'd say, well, no, that's not quite the right eyebrow I want. And I start laughing. And, you know, I just feel it was like a, a little calm awake in, that we do ourselves. Um, my oh. communication with the, you know, the departed, it felt real to me. Um, but it was a good life. And I'm really glad I did it. And we have some wonderful memories, some horrible organs that none of the None of the instruments in Maine seem to have um, middle C. It's always missing. And that's really a nice, a nice note to ground yourself on. And I remember one, one well, funeral that went on and on and on. And I kept playing music. And one of my friends came up and said, you stopped the hymns about an hour ago, didn't you? You're playing your own stuff. <laughs> that was funny. It, one of the things I'd love to, to read is that you were going through a really difficult time and Ned sent you, I'll be with you where you go, closer than the air you breathe. You oh, won't God. see me, but you'll know, part of me will never leave. And I thought that gives me willies from head to toe every damn time I hear it or read it, because you know that's coming from, from your husband. And, oh, yeah. and, that, and it is such a beautiful gift. As I think I told you, I. I had written never more in this time and place, never more your smiling face, never more your warm embrace, never more. Oh, and I was in a fetal position in the middle of the night. I'm telling you, um, I was in such pain and such grief. And all of a sudden I felt pushed out of the bed and I ended up on the, on the desk, a piece of paper and I started writing. And when I came to closer than the air you breathe, I thought, what a, what a gift. Every time I breathe there, I mean, even today, when I breathe, I think of Ned, you know, closer than the air you breathe. And they are, I'm sure they are. Um, so uh, what a gift that song was. You won't see me, but you'll know part of me will never leave. Oh, so. Such an important message. Are there, mm -hmm. is that the main way he communicates with you? Or are there other signs you get and messages from him? Uh, I call it the net in my head. I see, I almost see these um, streamers like you would on television with the little latest headlines of the news of fresh, fresh disasters coming through. And um, so he gives me information that way. And then sometimes um, I'll just see this little spinning wheel, like something's downloading. <laughs> and then suddenly I know something that I didn't know before. And I think that could probably be Ned. <laughs> I have to be careful listening and quiet enough to, to hear it. It could be imagining it too. Some people said that I wrote certain things in, a, in the middle of an adrenaline storm, but 
when the voice that I heard was not my voice. I didn't, um, I didn't say as Ned did when he left notes on my computer that when he saw the damage done to his body, he knew he couldn't go back into it. So he chose the open upward door. I, I, I'm pretty good with words, but that one was certainly not mine. And so that first song, um, I wouldn't change a thing. It definitely was in his voice, but there's no way I can prove it. And that's what's so interesting about Ned. He was a very private person. So what he does is kind of, hate the word nuance, but it is, and, and where only I will understand it. And the, some of the things that come through in the song connect me right to the spirit. Ones that are subsequent, um, uh, I, I pay close attention to that. I think, where did that line come from? Oh my God, it harkens back to something else. It's very subtle, but I choose to believe that I'm definitely hearing from him. I don't think and, with that kind of validation that you really need proof because the proof is in how you feel. The yeah. proof is in what you know to be true. And the proof is in the outcome of this music and how it's helping so many others as well. And to me, it also validates one of the things Denise and I often talk about with mediumship is that spirit will use you, you know, they'll use your toolbox, your skills, your breadth of knowledge to get information through. And so I think it's fascinating that Ned knows you have this connection to music and that's what he's chosen to use to connect with you. He's, he's, I'm being played, Samantha, and I, I, love, <laughs> I love that idea. I'm being played. Somebody's tickling my ivories. <laughs> no. Can I say that? Can, can we leave that on there? But that's the way it Of feels. course we can. I'm lovingly being played. And that's probably all that's going to happen for a while. <laughs> Romantically. But, but I think that's another part of this whole message that you're sharing is that you still obviously love your husband very much. He's still a part of your life. You've worked through this grief. But you're absolutely a joy. I mean, you're you're happy, you're vibrant, you're vivacious. You're not, you, you haven't stopped living here because of your loss. And I think that it's different. It's never what you could have expected, but you continue to grow and evolve and sing and play. And I think that's an important message as well. And here's one of the things that got downloaded. And I just suddenly knew this. I could hear him say, if I hadn't left, you wouldn't be going to do what you're going to do. I had to get out of the way so that you could go on and do something even more important. Whew. Oof, bubbles again. Thank you. <laughs> so tell us how you are sharing this beautiful gift of your music. Well, I'm not at the moment. I'm, I'm sort of perched like a, a diver on the edge of the board. I've been asking for inspiration. Use me. I'm willing but make it easy and make it fun. I don't want to struggle. I'm tired of struggling. I, I play for people around. COVID has really put a damper on a lot of things, but the people I play for, they get it. They are impacted. Um, I had one woman just cry, cry her brains out the other day and just hug me. And this wasn't even, this was uh, my an interesting situation because um, this is a song about what I thought love looked like. She was going through something uh, very very difficult. I would not want to be in her situation. And I hardly knew her, but she asked me to play music. And I said, because she knew I did that. And so it was, if you love me, I just might be your first thought in the morning. If you love me, I hope you think of me before you sleep. 
And through the hours of your day, the thought of me would make you smile. At least I hope that's how it all would be. If you love me, if you love me. Well, the tears just wouldn't stop because that's a romantic way of, you know, when you love somebody, you can't get them out of your mind. And I don't think she was experiencing that for the love interest. Um, the love interest uh, was a little more shallow. <laughs> but the middle part was, it may never come to be, it may never come again, but I've been loved like that way back when. Hi, Ned. And I miss the kind of love that I had then. I had it once, and maybe I can have it once again. Big sigh. And by the time that whole thing was finished, this woman that I highly knew had me in a huge hug. So that's the sort of thing. The grief ones are very impactful. The, the coming alive again are really what is amazing, I, and I know they're not mine and that I'm being played, is that each one I've done, I think, wow, that's good. And then the next one is, a, that's even better. That's even, oh my God. And it's just like a, and the second CD is not as good as the third CD. So the growth is there and they're really feeding it to me in doses that I can absorb. It's, it's an exciting ride. In fact, I I want to do something with Denise and the songs. I need to, I need to have some input there because th that's magical. Uh, and I, I don't want to do a misstep. I, I want, I want this to be what it's supposed to be. Uh, so I'm listening very carefully to spirit, all the prompts. Yes. And we'll see where it goes, but it's, it's, I'm just at the beginning. And another scrap of song that I had written that when I talk to people about it, I don't sing it, but it's, they'll let's say, what's it all about, Alfie, you know, <laughs> something like that. And I'll oh. say, in the beginning, we had it all, ours to command, ours to recall. Where did it go? Nowhere at all. It's still the beginning. And if I can keep that in mind, uh, well, how, oh, God, the bubbles. It's so exciting to think that it's still the beginning. Um, so there we have it. I'm ready to take the dive. That's beautiful. You know, music is like a time machine, isn't it? It can oh. take us back to a past memory, but it can also help us visualize a future event, you know, and, and prepare us to dive off that board. Yes. Yeah. And it, it, it's like, it's been my counselor. It's my, well, my producer is a, a family therapist and he's wonderful. Uh, and he, he just says, this, this has been your, your counselor all along every time you have a question you, you write a song or they send you a song and he's he's added tracks to this which uh, make it so much more uh, than it, it was to start with he says you have a, an honesty that people notice when they hear you sing but he said i he really enjoys adding things like a cello line or a string line and he's really good at with, with a guitar so we're having a good time I get to I remember thinking what must it be like because I, I always write alone what must it be like to be like an Elton John and a Bernie Taupin the to share that back and forth and I get a I asked that question what must it be like and there it was I said would you add a couple of tracks he said I don't know if I'm good enough I said I think you are and boy is he good enough <laughs> so um <laughs> I, I'm sure thrilled with, with what he's done and then of course I get people say well if you ever do anything commercially with it what will you do about his getting credit I said he's going to get full credit trust me I have nothing that I, I feel jealous about or uh, you know I this is all just such a gift and working with a musician like that is wonderful we actually had a, a this was a really interesting my piano tuner went to see somebody in North Carolina who had added one track to one of my songs 
and they got talking about me and it, it very nice stuff they were saying. So then my piano tuner came back and he, he went to my producer's place and they got talking about me. And he said, she's got a really nice voice and I think she's got some stuff that's really commercial. And, um, and that was, and he said, of all, all the people poised to do anything in, in the marketplace, she is probably going to be the one to do something of all four of these people, you know, that he was talking about. And I didn't expect that because I, I admire this, this man as a working musician. He's well known and it just came out of nowhere. And I think because I had asked Ned uh, that week, I said, what am I supposed to be doing with this stuff? Is it supposed to go further than just my history? Which is fine. If that's all it is, it's a, it's a pretty interesting history. So and I can put it on and relive five years, boom, just like that. So, well, it, it's that beautiful healing power of music, not only for yourself as an individual, but also yeah. for that collective. And you know my take on this. I think it would make a kick-ass Broadway <laughs> musical. And I've told you that since the beginning because the storyline that oh. you can follow through these is just, it applies to anyone who has been in that experience. It's not yeah. unique you and that's what I love about you you and Ned have worked collaboratively to bring this healing through through these songs if he hadn't left I couldn't have done this I wouldn't have done this isn't that amazing wow he's still a gift oof yeah dad (laughs) (laughs) oh I love bubbles (laughs) have you been able to identify a pattern with with Ned in your head does it always happen at night does it happen when you meditate? Do you dream about it? it? It's expanded. It had started with the songs at three in the morning. God awful time. <laughs> um, and now it's just everywhere. Um, he's part of my life. Um, after that fifth um, anniversary of his death, he decided he was going to just be everywhere. So I talk, cause I talk to him all the time now. I, and I didn't before because I was distracted with things that he was sending me to try to help me over my grief that um, kind of sidetracked me and uh, actually made this Broadway play uh, <laughs> a possibility. So now um, I, the first thing I do in the morning is say, good morning, Ned. Then I say, good morning, God. <laughs> God got us all that is wherever you are, <laughs> part of all of us. <laughs> and I think because I do that, that recognition, you know, was uh, important because he fills the spaces. I, I think I see him out of the corner of my eye. He sat on the bed the other night and definite weight. <laughs> I could feel the weight of Ned on my bed. So, or in my head, but whatever. It's expanding as, as all our lives are and in wonderful ways. You know, you think it's a tragedy and on one level, it, it is a tragedy. On another level, it's an opportunity and uh, it's probably in the script. It feels as though we're writing it as we go along. And boy, I want to do a good job on that. You're doing an amazing job. Well, I'm being played. I have some good musicians behind me. But that's wonderful. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Life is a big one. Because wouldn't it be nice to tack on to the end of this, Denise, a little sample? Oh, Oh, that would. would. It's uh, everything's copyrighted, so feel free. Okay. Is Is there one song in particular you'd like to share with people? I'm thinking that I'll be with you where you go closer than that might be the best that's short and uh, to the point, if, unless you can think of it. Uh, the other one is 
everybody asks me, are you doing well? What is there to say? What is there to tell? There's a brighter day waiting up ahead, end up getting there, but just not yet. That's another one. But this, the um, closer than the air you breathe is probably the shortest and maybe the most impactful. Yes, but they're all beautiful. And thank you. you can, the resonance and tone in your voice really shares the heartfelt emotion that you're bringing forth with this. So thank you. Okay. And if you tack that on to the end, I think that would give people something to hold on to because I use that every time I breathe, I think of Ned. Well, not every, but you know, every other word. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> every third. Maybe. Well, anyways, once a month. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, do what you think is best. And uh, I'd love you to share at least one of them. That would be nice. Definitely. And what it... I'm sorry that you've had to go through this grief, but what a gift to experience the magnitude of this love in your life. You know, I think very few people really get to experience that kind of loving relationship and what a gift to hear how you and Ned had that and continue to. So we really appreciate you coming on to share that. It's very, very inspiring and uplifting. And uh, I just can't wait to hear the music. Thank you. And I'm sure Ned is going to be very happy to hear his uh, input because that is definitely that's definitely his song that's him you know saying you're, you're gonna be okay mama because you always call me mama <laughs> so cork the bottle and share the bubbles right <laughs> that's right absolutely okay <laughs> thank you and thank you everyone for listening we hope you enjoyed this we'll post some links so you can learn more about meg in our show notes and please remember as always to show up do great work and share your light thank you Pray big. Pray big. I'll be with you where you go, closer than the air you breathe. You won't see me, but you'll know part of me will never leave. Take me with you where you go in your loving memories gone from sight but still you know part of me will never leave when you're lonely when you're blue think of me i'll comfort you whispered love in your ear out of sight still so near i'll be with you where you go Closer than the air you breathe You won't see me But you'll know Part of me will never leave I'll be with you where you go Closer than the air you breathe You won't see me But you'll know Part of me will never leave
coming true and we had all those years those memories life can't take that away from me and everybody asks me are you doing well what is there to say what is there to tell there's a brighter day waiting up ahead and i'm getting there but just not yet losing you has changed everything in my life we had love beyond words to tell and now i try to figure out just who i am and who i'll be without you and me and everybody asks me are you doing well what is there to say what is there to tell there's a brighter day waiting up ahead and i'm getting there but just not yet there's a brighter day